I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Morning. We are reading Luke chapter 21 today. Yep. Let's get started. The widow's offering. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on. Short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Anything you'd like to add? Um, I I think that's speaks for itself pretty. Yeah, much. we've gone over that a lot. It's it's what's in the heart. It's the trust. It's an offering. Trust. It doesn't mean that. We should you know, empty out our bank accounts and yeah, give everything. Right. And that's the only way that an offering is really something. It's it's but there's two little copper coins, this widow had nothing, but she still wanted to give something to God. So she gave that. But the Pharisees making a big show of things weren't really giving anything because it didn't cost them anything mm-hmm. offerings should be offerings and they should be a sacrifice but God has still given us responsibilities in our lives to take care of things so so wouldn't you say that she's being irresponsible by like shouldn't she maybe have bought herself some food instead of giving out no because she was she still wanted to give something to the Lord and you don't know I don't know what the situation her situation was if she was being taken care of in other ways and she wanted to say thanks but clearly if Jesus is commending her right it's she has a proper motivation sometimes people who run businesses I don't want to name any specific businesses but they maybe look like they don't have enough money to make it through the next month Mm-hmm. And they do it anyway, or go forward full force and then say, well, God will provide, or we trust that God will provide. Mm-hmm. Is that the same sort of putting everything you have and going forward instead of being sort of responsible and keeping something back or adjusting your plan or something? Every situation is so different that people really just need to look at the motivation of their heart, why they're doing something. If someone truly is investing every single cent they have into their business because they believe that by doing this, they will be able to serve God and their family and their neighbor better, that's one thing if someone is doing it out of greed and what can I get for myself so that I don't need God as much 
So what if there so, was a homeless person mm-hmm. begging for money on the street? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had a little like can out, you know, and got by the end of the day just a bunch of quarters and pennies, and sure. all added up to ten dollars. Mm-hmm. And then they went and just put all the money to an offering in a church offering the next day would that be good that be good would that be good <laughs> I don't know it's it's a large offering but financial offerings are only one of the offerings that we give to the Lord oh I know if someone has been blessed financially they should give in that way but if they're I know, I'm just thinking about what you said at the beginning when you're like, obviously this doesn't mean we go empty out our bank accounts. Because I feel like a lot of teachers and pastors I've heard have said that. Like, no, God doesn't really want us to go take every single penny out of our, you know, savings. Mm-hmm. You say it like that's so obvious. Like, oh, obviously God doesn't want us to do this. But that is what this woman does. If a homeless person begged for money and got $10 and at the end of the day gave it all away, I mean, we you're right. We don't know if they're going to some food bank or some other, th- you know, they might mm-hmm. be getting help in other ways, but let's just say they're not. And that $10 was the only thing they had to buy fresh water or a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could say they're trusting in God. Well, the next day, they go back and ask for more money and get money and give it to God. And they, they're just going to starve, keep giving all their money to God. Well, there are, there are many responsibilities that every person has. The gifts that God gives to us financially, he wants us to use for different things. To take care of ourselves, to take care of our family to take care of our church there are we are supposed to use those in a certain way and that way is that we can take care of the other blessings and responsibilities that God has given to us so that we can serve him better and that's why placing an amount on this or a percentage on this is not what the Bible does there are a lot of different things that we do if mm-hmm. the if the church is in need then we give to that if we can but this is not meant to just drive guilt into every single person's heart that's out there it's it's meant to drive guilt into the hearts of the people who are trying to gain publicity by what they give Mm -hmm. trying to gain honor from the world by giving to God yeah and it's not meant this the person that is giving what they have decided in their heart according to what God has given to them so they can 
take care of their family properly. It's it's a difficult thing, but it's something to pray about. It's something to examine the motivation of your heart. And I think that sometimes, I don't know if you said it or I said it, but that like trust aspect, mm-hmm. maybe I turn it in my head more into like uh, suffering. Like, well, if I give a bigger percentage, it would be harder for me to, you know do this other stuff. I won't have as much money for whatever XYZ earthly stuff. And that will show or, you know, God that I'm putting him first or something. Like if I give him more money then I'll be poorer and then that's better. You know? Kinda like this story is saying I know you said it's not about a percentage, but they gave their gifts out of wealth. She gave hers out of poverty. She gave all she had to live on. So when I think about that, I think of like, if you're a millionaire, $10 isn't worth very much. But if you begged all day and $10 is all you have, that is a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, so that just in my mind comes across as percentage wise. Yeah. But if you, if a millionaire gave all that they have and now had to start begging, would they be able to serve God to the same level as they did before? If someone runs a successful business and continues to generate income that they can support God and throughout the world promote themselves um, or promote God's name, everywhere they go that is using the gifts and abilities that God has given to them he I mean Martha Mary and Martha and Lazarus were probably very wealthy people mm-hmm. they used their wealth to take care of the church around them um, there's other examples of is it Phoebe in Corinthians I think is also oh Lydia is the purple seller um so these wealthy people they use their wealth and their influence in the world to serve god to the best of their abilities it's we we don't want to all turn back into monks and just as christians have to give everything up into the world you don't we we use what we have to serve our God and we use our lives to serve him and sometimes that means working hard and being successful in this world financially and then we use that to serve God again but the Old Testament does not make it a 50% donation (laughs) to what we have the new testament never sets a percentage on this and didn't they have 10 percent in the old testament they had ties yeah they had multiple but not 50 percent when all the ties came to be it was well for their taxes in church it was tw- i think of like 20 to 30 percent of what they had but i guess the point i'm trying to make is 
um, when it's guilt-driven sacrifice, when you feel like I have to give more because I have to, otherwise God's going to be mad at me. That's not the proper motivation for why we give things. We give things to our Lord out of praise and thanks for what he has done for us. And we have lots of different gifts. You know, uh, Paul says, you know, if your gift is generosity, then let you give. But if your gift is um, administration, then let you lead. Or lead. If your gift is teaching, then teach. Mm-hmm. So it's not that everybody has these gifts. It doesn't mean everyone shouldn't give to the Lord and use their gifts, but the Bible does not ask us to live in poverty. It asks us to use everything that God has given us to serve him and examine our heart and see why we're accumulating wealth. Is it to serve God better in our lives? Or is it because of greed hmm. but it's not it's not an easy thing to say obviously by how much I'm talking here and it's it's not something you can just prescribe to everyone that's out there a percentage of a certain amount right no I, I see what you're saying you just I don't agree with it no I, I do <laughs> And just, um, I don't know, in my mind, and I know, I know that it's not right, but I think in a lot of places in the Bible, he kind of commends the poor and, you know, like, oh, the rich will be out in the streets and the poor will come into the banquet and, you know, whoever's first shall be last, last shall be first, all these things that kind of like elevate the poor and you can't love money and kind of I know what you're saying that he's really speaking to greed and motivation but I think I in my mind for you know for a long time just associated that with like oh it's not good to be rich and rich people lose sight of what's important and they become greedy and you know I when I was younger you know wanted to have more money you know mm-hmm. it's like if my family couldn't buy something then I was like oh someday I'll be rich and I will be able to buy that mm-hmm. you know and then I'd feel guilty about thinking that because I'd read things like this where it's like oh I don't really want to be rich because that would be bad I think wealth but it kind allows of is a lot what you more temptation like, into your life. I was thinking more about what I could get myself. So then that was bad because I was just being greedy. Well, the more wealthy someone is, the easier it is for them to fall into certain temptations. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the book of Ecclesiastes is like this where Solomon is talking about all the different temptations that he could do or he could fall into and 
he talks about oh is it seeking the kind of pleasures of the flesh and different things and for Solomon being king if he wanted to party nonstop for a year you know with Mm -hmm. in the most extreme way possible he was able to do that because he had all wealth and power and resources available to him not everyone has that and if I mean sometimes poverty limits the amount of temptations that you can fall into sometimes so it is difficult to be wealthy but Jesus's point there again is not by becoming impoverished you cause God to bless you again that's a manipulation of the whole thing yeah and that's sort of just what I had done in my head and I know it's wrong but it's something that I kind of fall into is like well if I like make five thousand dollars a month and I give four thousand to God Mm -hmm. then I'll only have a thousand to live off of and that'll be like of, what's of the, the reason challenge. for doing like, that is that God a... God has to love me more because I have done this for him yeah sort of but that's not right well like well that would be yeah God would be happy with that because then I'd be giving basically to the point of poverty you know mm-hmm. yeah that's where he says she gave out of poverty so it's like he's happy with her yeah, well, consistently throughout the Bible, you know, God says that he prefers obedience rather than sacrifice. Hmm. This it, is good reminders for me. And God, he's, you know, he says, do you think I really need burnt offerings? Do you think I really need a bull sacrifice to me? Hmm. You know, it's not that. It's I want you guys to listen to me. But I also want this to be a focus of your lives that you're actually doing. So whatever you decide to give in your heart to God is fine as long as your motivation is. I am thankful to the Lord and I want to support the work that he has placed in front of me here. Mm -hmm. And then the greater sacrifice is um, the sacrifice that God has made. And you're realizing, wow, look at how amazing my God is. Uh, Out of thanks to that, I am going to use my gifts to support his work in many different places in my lives. I'm going to support charity. I'm going to use my time in in a proper way. I'm going to do everything in my life to follow the commands that God has given to me out of thanks to him. Mm-hmm. Rather than thinking to myself, because the other temptation is, well, I gave half of everything I have to God, so if I do this sin, well, it balanced out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's so many different temptations that the devil pushes and pulls us into with wealth, um, trying to set a number on it, trying to... Yeah, either be either that's... be guilted into doing something where I can right. thinking I can appease my guilt by giving X percentage, which is never going to happen. 
No, I think that that's just the temptation that I'm personally tempted with. Is like the devil is in there saying like, well, do you really think that was enough? Or do you think God's happy with that? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's like manipulative. So these sorts of things come back to my mind, like these passages about poor people giving all they have and all this stuff and like what you said, what you just said about, oh, what did you just say? <laughs> Obedience over. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. desire obedience over sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. And those other things about do I really need offerings, you know, like those things don't come to mind to me because I feel, yeah, like more tempted to be guilty about it. I don't know why that is. Well, it's because it works. (laughs) No, I mean, that's the temptation that works on you. So you need to be reminded of the gospel. There are other people that need this passage for the opposite reason. That they say... Well, God loves me. He doesn't really need my money, you know. Everything is fine. I really, whatever spare change I have in my pocket, I can just throw in there. Yeah. And they need this to be reminded of obedience of be thankful to the Lord for what he has given to you. Mm-hmm. And because it's a double-edged sword, <laughs> we we need to really examine, okay, what temptation is the devil using on me? And what does God really say? Um, yeah, and that's why as pastors or leaders of the church or whoever we are, to see what trick the devil is playing on people and just remind them. The only comparison we should have is not to poor rich people. It should be to the standard that God has for us. We all fall short and we all need Jesus. And just focus on him and then everything will flow from that I know that's incredibly simplistic and but it's yeah, not formulaic it's kind of like what is it the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law yeah well you know I feel maybe that's where I kind of like well, what what's the number that's going to be perfect what's the percentage it's going to be perfect instead of like you know the spirit of the story the the whole point of the story is not about numbers mm-hmm. it's about the motivation the spirit of giving right. and then sometimes I get caught up in the like well is this enough to make God happy or am I abusing my resources if I give too much or give too little and like start getting nitpicky about it and that I maybe think is the devil distracting me from the spirit of it mm-hmm. well I think you and I as a family we do what God asks us to do is yearly we make a budget of what we want to do and we decide right at the beginning what we want to give to our God and then we move our budget on beyond that you know put all the other things in place and so the for the entire year that we do that at least 
for me personally, I say, oh, we have decided what we wanted to give at the beginning of the year according to our first fruits to the Lord and say thanks. And it, it doesn't, I guess, afflict my spirit because I'm doing what it says in, oh, it's either first or second Corinthians, to do in that case. Um, versus oh, how much money do we have in our bank account this month? Okay, we can we can give this. Um, and there are opportunities to give over and above too. But yeah. that's not to pat ourselves on the back. I just think that's what God asks us to do no, is to keep reassessing it. I think when I started this section, I was like, this is short, we'll just breeze through it. But then I realized I had more questions on it than I thought, but... Yeah. Anytime you talk about church and the money. Or the Church and the money. Church and the money. <laughs> or money and the church. Oh. Church yeah. and the money sounds like a cover band. I don't know. For early nineties music. Maybe yeah, not. Yeah, would have said seventies, but seventies? Yeah. Huh. Alright, well let's just end it there because we've talked about this these four verses. Okay. Actually we talked more about me, but hopefully That's fine. It helped me a little. Maybe it'll help someone else who's feeling guilty about their offerings. Mm-hmm. So. Help me, because I'm going to start a band called Church in the Money. No. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. Okay. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor Randall, wake up.